0: Strangers, does that not make you a serial killer?
1: So, I didn't kill him every day, did I? Did I go out there every day and say, hmm, I'm gonna okay. kill If I did, there well, would be a. Well, it took you months. 12 months. And then he brings up Rex again, and that's when I went. just looked at his hands him my first sobbing. If I had shot my own children, would I not have done a good job of it? The, you know, first of all, women generally don't commit crimes this heinous. Right.
0: Uh, you know, this is usually the domain of men. That's unfortunate.
1: Hi, I'm Danny, And I'm Gabe. And this is Murder, Episode 3, The Soapmaker of Correggio. This is about a woman named Leonarda Cianciulli. She was born in Montella, Italy, and before the age of 18, she had attempted suicide twice. In 1914, she married a registry office clerk named Raphael. Her parents did not approve. They had wanted her to marry another man who had a better job and thought would give her a better future. Um, Leonarda says her parents cursed her and her husband and thinks this is where a lot of their bad luck came from. They moved to Lore. We're gonna skip that part. In 1930, their home was destroyed by an earthquake and they moved to Correggio. Leonardo opened up a small shop, and they developed a life there. She had 17 pregnancies during her marriage. Three of these were miscarriages. Ten of the children died when they were young, and only four children survived. This caused her to become overly protective of her remaining children. She saw a fortune teller who would tell her, that she would marry and have kids, but all of her kids would die. And she later saw a gypsy who told her, in your right hand I see prison, in your left hand I see a criminal asylum. In 1939, this is nine years after she moved to Correggio, um, her son wanted to join the Italian army in preparation for World War II. He was her eldest son and her favorite, and she thought she had to do something to protect him. She couldn't just sit by and watch him go to war. And she came to the conclusion that she had to do human sacrifices in order to protect him, and she began to plan the death of three women who she knew. The first victim was named Faustini, and she was described as a lifelong spinster who needed help finding a husband. (laughs) Leonardo pretended to help her and tells her that she knows a man in Pola. She convinced Faustini to not tell anyone of this news, but to write a letter to her friends and family that she was fine and she had gone to Pola to meet a man. On the day of Faustini's departure, She went to say goodbye to Leonardo and thank her. Leonardo gave her a glass of drugged wine and then murdered her with an ax. She cut the body up in a closet and drained the blood into a bucket. In her memoir, which I couldn't find, but I could find snippets of, she describes the process of what she did next. This is a direct quote. I threw the pieces into a pot, added seven kilos of caustic soda, which I had bought to make soap and stirred the mixture until the pieces dissolved into a thick, dark mush that I poured into several buckets and emptied in a nearby septic tank. As for the blood in the basin, I waited until it had coagulated, dried it in the oven, ground it, and mixed it with flour, sugar, chocolate, milk, and eggs, as well as a bit of margarine. Kneading all the ingredients together, I made lots of crunchy tea cakes and served them to the ladies who came to visit. Though, Giuseppe and I also ate them. That's her husband, Raphael Giuseppe. Uh, Her next victim was named Francesca. Leonardo said she found Francesca a job at a school. And similar to the first victim, Leonardo convinced her to write postcards to friends detailing her plans, but not to send them yet. When Francesca came to visit Leonardo and say goodbye, she was given drugged wine and then murdered with an axe. Her body was also turned into tea cakes. The final victim was Virginia, a singer. Leonardo claimed to have found her a job as a secretary for a man in Florence. So Virginia came to say goodbye and thank Leonardo for the job, and... Leonardo murdered her her in the same way she had the other two. Leonardo's statement regarding this was, She ended up in the pot like the other two. Her flesh was fat and white. When it had melted, I added a bottle of cologne, and after a long time on the boil, I was able to make some most acceptable creamy soap. I gave bars to neighbors and acquaintances. The cakes, too, were better. That woman was really sweet. She received money from every person she killed as payment for her services. Virginia's sister-in-law, the last victim, was skeptical of her random disappearance and had seen her entering Leonardo's house before never being seen again. She went to the police who opened up an investigation and arrested Leonardo. Leonardo confessed after police suggested they thought her beloved son was responsible for the murder. Leonardo was tried for murder in 1946. She was sentenced to 30 years in prison and three years in a criminal asylum. She died in the asylum in 1970, and it was her last year she was supposed to be there. She was 79 at the time. You can visit the Criminological Museum in Rome and see several artifacts she used, such as the pot she boiled her victims in. That's it. That's the story of Leonardo Cianciulli, the soap maker.
0: That really went from zero to 100. I know, right? Where, and in in the beginning, you're sympathetic to her losing so many of her children. Yeah. But then, do you have any idea how she made the leap from, oh no, I was told all of my children would die, to I must kill people as sacrificial Whatever's.
1: Well, I mean, even just hearing about her past, like, com- trying to commit suicide when she was pretty young, under 18, twice. Like, she clearly... Something was off, you know? Because yeah. that's pretty young age. And I think... And then also the two... That fortune... Who told her that, the fortune teller who told her that she would marry and have kids, but all her kids would die. Like, that obviously resonated with her because she brought it up multiple times to police and reporters and stuff. Yeah. So, I I, I mean, how did she make the leap to human sacrifice? Right. And and even then,
0: like, it'd be one thing if she, like, sacrificed them on some kind of altar or attempted, you know, made it more, I guess, mainstream when we think of sacrificial Mm -hmm. items or people or animals. Yeah. But she baked these people into tea cakes. Tea cakes.
1: Which I googled. They're almost because like crunchy tea cakes. I was thinking like a like an American pound cake kind of thing. It's more like a cookie like
0: Yeah. So but yeah, anyways. It, it just it doesn't have the you know the traditional hallmark of like this is how you sacrifice things.
1: Mhm. I think she just mentally was a little different.
0: Yeah. I this happens with some of the cases we talk about where I want to find the thread like the rational thread they followed to lead them to these conclusions
1: I mean maybe there's not a rational one it's not a rational yeah. thing to do
0: it just, yeah it just seems so yeah I mean that that is most likely it because I, I just cannot see the leap she made from oh I, I, cause I, I you know I can understand wanting to sacri- the s- sacrificing things that that is prevalent in uh, many religions the sacrifice of you know lambs and in the jewish religion mm-hmm. and uh i don't know if christians themselves at any point sacrificed animals but i do know it's you know like the aztecs sacrificed people so the yeah. idea of sacrificing animals and people is not uncommon yeah. but n- no other religion that i've heard of Humans.
1: well what about the egyptians wouldn't they like sacrifice the slaves to go yes
0: no no I, I, oh okay I, I more mean i've never heard of a, any culture sacrificing people and then turning them into food items <laughs> to feed to like your neighbors well
1: i mean this was during what like the beginning of world war Two? maybe like yes. they just didn't want to waste anything
0: possibly but most people would find that sacrilegious it would be like oh repulsive like, you know, to, yeah. yeah like many cultures would say oh yeah you know sometimes you just have to sacrifice people and or animals to appease your gods mm-hmm. but very few would say of course you eat them otherwise it's a waste of protein
1: and like how eventually like the first two she turned to tea cakes the last one she also turned into soap so i mean she kind of got a little bit more
0: creative yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean yeah she she ended up really really making use of that body. I know
1: that fat.
0: But it's soap from people is not necessarily a new idea.
1: No, there's God. What what's the movie called? Fight Club. Fight Club. Yes. Yeah, they do that.
0: But that is actually a new idea. That's that's a more, much more recent movie than the fifties. Right. Even during World War Two, though, it well it was rumored that the Nazis were making soap out of Jewish prisoners in the internment camps and I, I ended up looking into it and it turns out that was proven to be false. you know like they certainly did a lot of like a lot of horrible things to the prisoners but turning them into soap was not one of them. <laughs> but I found that the guards were aware of these rumors and they would let the prisoners believe this thinking, it would instill fear in them so it was kind of interesting to read about that how
1: interesting the guards
0: were like oh like what no we'll like you know torture you in all of these other ways but we're not going to turn you into soap but we'll let you believe we are because it certainly instills a certain amount of fear in you
1: i mean it was probably just too much work to do it
0: yeah really yeah i mean
1: as terrible as that sounds
0: there's yeah but there's tons of, I, I heard this, uh, I'm blanking on the name of the person, but someone talked about uh, how evil the Nazi regime was, saying how, no, yeah, no, no, no sorry, <laughs> I'll word that better, but this, I saw this YouTube, it was like like a speaker, talking about how everyone everyone understands the Nazis were evil, but how this person believed that no one truly appreciated how evil they were. In the sense that even as they were losing the war they were still allocating resources to killing the Jewish people like normally while losing the war you would position all available forces towards trying to you know not lose the war but in this regime Hitler continued to be like nope we still need people like at these camps to make sure these jews get killed
1: wow yeah and, i've never actually thought about that yeah
0: and that was the point the speaker was making that yeah. you know that's not mentioned as often like this guy just really wanted to kill the that's jewish people awful. i mean yeah, yeah. like, more, like in, in a sense so much so that he would rather risk losing the war
1: oh my god this is a terrible topic, Gabe. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, this took place during World War II. No,
1: it did. Yeah, uh, the beginnings.
0: Yeah, the, the, towards the be- in the beginning. Yeah. I mean, her 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 eldest son went to fight. Actually, do you know what happened to him?
1: I don't. Um, actually, no. He must have not because, at least within that year, because the police thought that he was doing the killing. Because, like, you know, a girl right. can't. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It just yeah. But that's
0: yeah such an that's such a cool twist to go from oh no i was told by a fortune teller because we all know how accurate they are Mm
1: -hmm. the second um (laughs) fortune she was told was in your right hand i see prison and in your left i see a criminal asylum and those both ended up being true too like she spent part of her life in prison and then she had to spend the last bit in a criminal asylum where she eventually died
0: that is a pretty interesting the so, fact that she she foresaw that
1: yeah like b- both of them were kind of true like she lost how many kids 13 kids
0: yeah that's I, mean, a, I
1: gosh i wonder how long she was pregnant
0: that's actually not i mean it, a lot of women during that time in mexico had about, about that many kids my grandmother had i think 13 kids oh so, my gosh that is not that's actually like that part was the least abnormal to me. For really? having that many kids. Even that many dying, just considering the time and the
1: Yeah, that yeah.
0: It seems I mean that that's why people had so many kids back. I mean, you know, that's one of the reasons people had so many kids back then is because it was expected some would die. Mhm. I certainly think she still lost more than would probably be the norm. Yeah. But yeah, then to, then to just make the leap to gotta kill my neighbors to <laughs> you know prevent this or whatever yeah. that's uh pretty twisted
1: yep um
0: but the idea of making people into soap uh yeah like as you mentioned in fight club it it's sort of brought up and you mm. haven't seen the movie because i have not because you hate all that is good in the world <laughs> <laughs> but
1: i mean i wanted to watch the movie and you're like no we should record this episode yeah
0: i mean we, we could have watched <laughs> it but that is a Still, like it, it happens even to this day, where people make soap out of people. Not no, for, fortunately, I mean, it's not at least the case I found was not these people were willing participants.
1: Wait, to, okay, you got to elaborate. What are you talking about?
0: Yeah, there was a, there was this Dutch artist. There okay. is this Dutch artist. His name is Julian Hetzel, and he created a sort of installation where he took people who voluntarily who did liposuction. And then donated their fat to him he made soap out of this fat that was donated to him and the cool thing about this project that he started is one the proceeds for this soap and this soap sold for Wait,
1: a- so you buy the soap
0: yeah so so the soap is commercially available uh, and, if, and it's not like cheap soap I think it's like uh, it's about $35 a bar so,
1: That's pretty cheap for a piece of human remains.
0: Yeah. I guess I'm thinking of like in comparison to Dove soap, which is like, like a couple dollars.
1: If that isn't like a couple cents for one bar, <laughs>
0: it's pretty cheap. Yeah, but like you know, in terms of soap, it's it's a pretty pricey soap, but yeah. So the proceeds of these sales for the soap go towards digging wells in a village in in Malawi or Malawi. Mm-hmm. So it is a very cool way of. One, one. his goal was to bring awareness to this sort of fascinating difference in terms of first world countries viewing weight as like a disease or something that is not good, whereas being heavier set in certain parts of the world is seen as a sign of privilege. Mm-hmm. You know, because like here in the U.S.
1: I mean, that was huge in... Um like the french revolution being overweight
0: yeah exactly yeah but like, like here in the u.s now it's or in many first world countries being overweight is more a sign of poverty because you don't have access to healthier food items mm-hmm. so it's this very interesting difference of in a first world country being overweight means it is, is not a status symbol it's a symbol. it's a status symbol of low income poor health whereas in a poorer part of the world It is a a positive status symbol symbol of you have an abundance of food. Um,
1: Okay, how disgusted do you think those people were when they found out the tea cakes they were eating were made with people?
0: Yeah, you know, there's there's life before you eat human, Uh and I think life after you eat human. (laughs) I think you would... They're just
1: forever changed.
0: I mean, how could... I don't know. It, it would just be a thing you like have to live with for the rest of your life. Like, huh, I ate those. those what, are they, what are they called? The breakfast cakes? Tea cakes. Like, I ate those tea cakes and I liked them. And they were people. I guess I'm a cannibal now.
1: I just, yeah. I mean, I don't know how I would feel, to be honest. Because like at the same time, you had no idea. But yes. also, you can't exactly take it back. It happened. You did eat a person
0: yeah it's it'd be such like an odd violation Mm -hmm. where you're just like whoa i i just like know yeah somewhat what people can taste like
1: well i mean no it seems like she masked the taste pretty well although she said that last lady was the best yeah exactly sweetest (laughs) um and she was a singer like a soprano singer soprano it's like an opera singer almost like a backup mm-hmm. so i wonder if she was more heavy set oh maybe yeah yeah which might be why she was sweeter and like had enough fat to make
0: soap you see that with hamburgers where like burgers with a higher fat content tend to be t- tastier or savory i wouldn't know gabe uh you ate meat at some point <laughs> <laughs> never <laughs>
1: um yeah or like yeah i guess it's a little bit different than like when they try to make it so the animals can't move, so that they're fatter.
0: Yes, well, like because like, like that's with veal. muscle. Yeah, yeah, it's like
1: muscle. It's different.
0: Well, they're they're both young and they don't get a lot of movement because mm-hmm. they want the muscle to be very soft, in order to have a better texture. Yeah, I don't know. I've never actually tried. Veal. I
1: just <laughs> realized this is our second episode out of three, and two of them have people eating people
0: yeah and we're focusing (laughs) on women so is this is this what if this this is just like a more common theme among women who kill
1: i can definitely name more male cannibals right now than women
0: but more men in general kill yeah you know what i mean like what if as a what if as a percentage more women eat their victims or in this case eat and or feed people their victims to people
1: hmm interesting I mean, she is different. She killed him with an... Oh, she did drug him too. She drugged the wine. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say she was different because she just killed people, but she did use drugs, which is common among women.
0: Yeah. Well, it, in terms of... So I, I looked up sort of the methods of, of murder and men and women for number one, it was uh, firearms. No. Yeah, firearms is the most common way people I mean, kill each other.
1: Honestly, yeah, I am surprised that women were up there for number 1 using guns. Yeah.
0: It was just just in terms of numbers. Okay. Uh, but then, oh, okay, that yeah. makes sense, yeah. So then number 2 was beatings, like either with a weapon or with hands, essentially just bludgeoning the person.
1: This is men and women together.
0: Is separate. I mean, separate. it was number 2 for both of them. Really? Yeah. And you know, it kind of goes down the list, but in terms of overall numbers because men kill more. they men do kill more people people with poison. but women as a percentage were about six times more likely to kill with poison than men were hmm. which I think is where that the idea of like the black widow comes from where it's like oh if, I mean of course both genders use guns because it's just they're readily available here in the US. you point yeah. and shoot and they're dead. But in terms of, yeah, sort of other weapons, poison was a big difference there.
1: That's where our logo came from. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, for good reason.
1: Yeah. Uh, definitely that, like, Black Widow thing. Well, yeah. Well, no, that's more of killing husbands. That's true. Um, but, yeah, the whole poison aspect being, like, a really common one.
0: Yeah, which, you know, it, make, it makes sense uh, just because women in, in yeah. general tend to be smaller than men yeah on yeah, average in terms of weapons like mm-hmm. you know because because guns big equalizer so no surprise it's number one for both um
1: and then they're so easy to get here
0: right but then poison of course is another big one with because mm-hmm. it's just drop some poison and a drink and some food and the deed is done
1: yeah and it's pretty easy to get anything that can kill somebody
0: yeah although i I remember watching a lot of forensic files as a kid yeah where it discussed all the poisons used and and many of them can be traced uh we will not get into which poisons cannot be traced because that is not
1: no don't you know this is called like how to kill somebody yeah tell us
0: (laughs) that is not that is not the topic (laughs) we will dive into
1: you know i was actually segue here i guess um Reading up about what's it called, black web, dark web. I don't know. The dark web, yeah. Yeah, and how it's like Amazon for illegal stuff, pretty much.
0: Yeah.
1: So I, you could find stuff there, which I mean, it was really interesting. I guess there is Silk Road, and then what was the next one? I don't yeah. know, but like it was. It's so cool. No, yeah. it's not cool. Don't try to find it.
0: I mean, it's but... cool that <laughs> there is just. A website that is the Amazon for drugs
1: and guns, like yes. guns with no serial numbers and stuff. Right.
0: Because you, you expect this sort of thing to have to exist in, like, you know, a seedy part of town or, mm-hmm. or like only the most obscure websites. But anyone can get the browser you need to access these websites. Yeah. And suddenly you're, you're, you go to a web, you know, you would expect the website to be all like dingy, but it's just like, a website no yeah like and I was reading you could like
1: there's reviews of the sellers like you can yeah. make sure they're good sellers and they'll yep. follow through and I don't know I always imagine like the dark web as this sketchy like just black web page with like writing on it yeah. where like <laughs> you just kind of have to guess you're like I'm gonna go with this one and click yeah. it and you can like message that I don't know but it's a lot more intricate than that
0: uh, I will say I spent some time no, nope. In the dark nope. web. No, nope. no, nope. No, we're not so going go, there? Don't go there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's nothing, it's, it's more of something creepy than over, like, over Well, I mean,
1: is it illegal to access it? No. no. Oh, okay, then you're yeah, fine, yeah. go
0: ahead. But this is a, uh, so I spent some time looking through some of the more, like, common pages, mm-hmm. and one of which was this page that discussed this very off-the-books research lab, or labs in the U.S., and the thing about the dark web is anyone can make shit up i mean the thing about the internet as a whole is anyone can make shit up and post make a website about it but this site claimed to be keeping track of these four labs in the u.s that were experimenting on homeless people one claimed it was collecting pregnant women who were homeless and injecting different things Into their fetuses, in order to see what the effects were, and again, this could all be you know sprung from the mind of a disturbed teenager in his bedroom. Yeah, but I mean,
1: the government has even come out with like the sketchy stuff they've done. Like, what's that thing they did with um that drug? Um, LSD. Yeah, there's like that
0: whole. I'm blanking on it, but I know like even like the Unabomber, they he was in part created through a cia program
1: oh, project mk ultra
0: that was the one
1: yeah uh the cia mind control program which is where the cia tried to fight communism by dosing soldier soldiers and like prisoners with different drugs i think it was lsd or acid or something yeah
0: yeah which is yeah now oddly enough it's become more difficult for scientists to test these sorts of drugs although it is getting better uh, now we're seeing some wonderful effects from drugs like lsd or ecstasy and even mushrooms yeah and the effects they can have on on treating depression mm-hmm. which is it, it's cool because th- as this research comes out it'll put more and more pressure yeah on government bodies to lax some of those some of those restrictions right and uh yeah in 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 i guess the shorthand for all of this would be legalize it as was once the chant of the berkeley people
1: <laughs> hmm. so we should just like go try those drugs
0: we should no you're right that's illegal <laughs> still drugs are bad don't do drugs
1: yeah and i mean those studies are all in like a safe environment yes Very certainly different. not like in one's living room yeah while controlled. watching bike club no. for the first time <laughs> <laughs> um Anyways, what were we talking about? Oh, the dark web. Um, yeah. the thing I was reading.
0: Just about yeah, sites. I'm blanking on the site name as well, but I don't know. know there's like the biggest one now because the Silk Road was huge, but uh, that the guy who started and ran the Silk was Road stupid. it was very stupid and got caught. Yeah, people like that fascinate me because he could have, you know, cashed in his chips, and and just left.
1: Well, it was almost like the first episode we did, those girls who got away with murder. Yeah. And then they were like, you know what, I'm mean, going to go around bragging
0: about this. Yeah. And, and you know, granted, I, I don't know the allure that making millions can have. But why not just, like, when he, he was, he was like $20 million in, like, he, he had just had a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. Why didn't he just say, you know what, I have more money than I could possibly sp- spend? Well, not possibly, but if I play my cards right, I and my family, my future family, is set for life i should just cash out now like i just don't know why these people have to constantly
1: well he i mean they just don't think they're gonna get caught like nobody's gonna go around <sighs> bragging if they're like i could get caught they're gonna be like oh yeah nobody's gonna figure out it's me it's yeah. cool like nobody that matters the government no
0: right but gee then he did and yeah then that was uh the end of that yeah it just seems it's, yeah like you could have been rich and done and cashed out and never looked back.
1: I know it is so interesting though. What did what does the dark web look like?
0: It it's not really. It doesn't have a really a real look. It's just like the internet, but you can access other websites that you can't normally access with a with a standard web browser. So it, the look depends on wh- whoever makes the website. It's no different than any other. So there's web like page. a bunch
1: of links, and you can go to different websites.
0: Exactly, but oh. the the website URLs aren't as clean as the modern modern ones are and granted the last time i went on was like several years ago but they would be just a string not, not even like an ip address it would be a combination of letters and numbers
1: oh how weird
0: yeah and the only the only few pages i saw one was that supposed experimental lab wor- working on homeless people the other was uh, a the standard hitman for hire page hmm. where the guy said uh he had like a menu Where he was like this many US dollars for to kill like a child or a person like an adult person or like a VIP. And but uh, so many of those are bound to be just like law enforcement waiting for someone to
1: Oh, I was gonna say we should do it.
0: (laughs) Do what? (laughs) (laughs) We should just, you know, we should just hire two hitmen to hunt each other.
1: Oh, yes. Yes. Isn't that a movie? That seems like it should be a movie.
0: I'm sure it's been done. But like that would be amusing.
1: Yes. Oh, that'd be great. It probably cost um, a lot of money, but it would be funny. It would cost a lot of money.
0: I think Unless
1: I, if, they killed each other, that wouldn't be funny.
0: Yes. <laughs> but I recall the his price point. I think at the time, one, his site said you had to pay for expenses for him to get there because he wasn't U.S.-based. So he said you pay for expenses, which covers travel, uh, lodging, and weapons. And then, but then he—it was five thousand dollars to kill like a standard non-VIP person.
1: That's not that much for somebody's life. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And and also if yeah, just I would not trust anything on the dark web. Uh, I mean, especially that there was the case of a hitman. uh, I forget which part of the world he was in. Let me see, real quick. Yeah. So there was this case of a uh, this Chinese developer. He wanted to kill someone, so he hired a hitman, and that hitman outsourced the job to another hitman, and then that hitman outsourced the job to another hitman, who outsourced it to another hitman. Who was a policeman. Who outsourced it to another hitman, who then went to the police. (laughs) And, Did they
1: all get caught?
0: And then, yep, it just ends up going straight up the chain. But one, a, that's like classic capitalism at its finest, where it's like, eh, outsource to outsource to outsource to outsource. <laughs> but B, wow, like, can you imagine being that being that Chinese guy? Like, you get caught trying to murder someone via hitman, but you're like, yo, what the hell? Like, why is my job being outsourced? you know 5 degrees of separation
1: oh man yeah that's funny um and they they all got caught
0: yeah but that's why if you want to murder anyone do it yourself do it yourself and because and
1: turn them into soap
0: i mean yeah it, yeah. it it's really cleaned. like it you or, cannot beat that soap
1: yeah or just like outsource to a woman
0: yeah to be honest they are less likely to get caught.
1: Yeah, I mean, are they less likely to get caught or is there just like less of them? I don't know.
0: I don't know. Well, I mean, I know the there seems to be a discrepancy in the sentencing of men and women. Mm-hmm. Women tend to get lighter sentences. So at the very least, a woman would get sentenced to a less harsh sentence.
1: Yeah. And I feel like unfortunately it also depends on what the woman looks like.
0: Yes. Like I mean, I mean Oh yeah, there's a halo effect in psychology. Oh it's yeah, called. for sure. The more attractive you are, the you know, the more lenient people are yeah. for you, the more positive attributes get it attached to you for doing nothing really. I know. <laughs> just being yeah. pretty. <laughs> yeah. So the uh, moral of the story is just be more attractive and life is better.
1: Yeah, t- you can get plastic surgery and be happy.
0: Yeah, I mean, that seems to be a thing in like South Korea where, like, the double eyelid surgery is very popular there because they want to have, you know, as opposed to the mono eyelid, they want to have the double, like, eyelid.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: It doesn't... I don't know.
1: I mean, even here, plastic surgery is, like, way more prevalent than you would probably think.
0: Yeah, I mean, I have a hard time imagining wanting to get your face modified. I mean, there's no saving this one, (laughs) so
1: whatever. But, yeah, I know... A few people who have gotten botox or like that Super kind common. of thing yeah, yeah it yeah. is really common
0: um i think I, you heard about this probably but yeah if you botox your face you're less able to make certain expressions mm-hmm. so you are actually slightly more emotionally stunted because making emotions or experiencing emotions is in part being able to express emotions
1: yeah like so, there's this like trick where like if you smile it'll make you happier
0: right it's, yeah 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 the trick is with, like with the pencil yeah exactly you that's what the, i was yeah, thinking of <laughs> you hold the pencil horizontally mm-hmm. and you bite down on it and it mimics sort of the muscle movements of a smile so you're more likely to feel happier yeah uh and it's yeah sort of the the same reverse effect with botox where because you're less able of making those expressions as easily you feel those emotions less strongly.
1: Okay, but wouldn't it also make you a better liar?
0: No. What? Because being, it depends, so the science of lie detection is so spotty at best, um, but sort of the main idea behind it is that you can see these micro-expressions. And these micro-expressions one aren't full expressions, mm-hmm. or they, they can be partial. They can be full expressions, but they can also be partial expressions.
1: Right, like a flash. Right. Yeah.
0: And but it can be a flash of either like a complete a angry face, yeah. or just like one element of it. Yeah. There's like, like
1: those cool tests you can do online.
0: Right. Yeah. So it could be like, oh, like a, a part. An example of a partial expression would be, oh, they they just lowered their eyebrows and squinted their eyes, or they just like grit their teeth. Mm-hmm. And. The, those would be a partial, th- that, either of those is a partial expression of anger. Uh-huh. But having Botox doesn't affect your ability to emote some of those expressions. You know, because like, it's not like your whole face becomes static. Usually you're just like, oh, they like Botox underneath your eyes or your eyebrows or like parts of your cheek. Right. I so would. you're less able to fully emote, but you would still have signs of that emotion on your face.
1: But if you're lying to like the average person,
0: yes, and, and you just
1: weren't like giving as much emotion, it'd be harder, right? Well, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, the the nice and bad thing, I guess, depending on how you look at it, is the average person is pretty awful at spotting deceit mm-hmm. from another person that they don't know very well. Yeah, like like the two biggest predictors of being able to spot deception is one, how well you know the person, and then two how well versed you are in like picking out discrepancies between what they're saying versus what they're showing and inconsistencies in the verbal content huh but yeah the, by far the biggest one is how well do you know the person
1: yeah i mean yeah for sure that makes sense
0: so yeah So
1: don't I, get botox to lie
0: Yeah, or or do, because like maybe (laughs) it will help, but ultimately it depends on who you're trying to lie to. Yeah. Uh, If you're trying to lie lie to like your spouse, oh no. So there's this cool thing with spouses. So like there's a reason why when a spouse, one one partner is cheating, it it always seems like... A surprise. Yeah, like a surprise because you want to believe your spouse isn't cheating or your partner isn't cheating mm-hmm. so you in a way are also lying to yourself
1: yeah how are we going to bring it back from this
0: there's no hope
1: okay so anyways um she was clearly a bad liar leonarda yeah yeah well actually she didn't even try to lie they're just like hey no. we think your son didn't she's like no well,
0: they, yeah they leveraged her son you. against her
1: i don't think they leveraged i think they like actually thought her son was doing it
0: wow and she and she did everything she could to protect her son mm-hmm. even well, spending
1: the rest of her life in prison in a criminal asylum yeah although she if she had survived one more year she would have been released
0: she would have been able to enjoy her golden years
1: not really she would have been 80 <laughs> yeah Should have been sent to a different kind of asylum. true. Uh, So that's episode three of Murder. And also let us know if we went way too far off topic here.
0: Yeah. And if If not, not, we'll uh, we'll fix it in post. It's fine. (laughs) All (laughs) right. And stop. If you liked this episode, follow us on Instagram at murderher.podcast or go to murderher.com. That's M-U-R-D-H-E-R. Thank you.